If only life had a remote control, you could pause or rewind. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but pre-diabetes does. Take the one-minute risk test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Coming up on Money Beats, look at the week ahead. A lot of you felt good going into the first quarter and throughout the first quarter, but were you out there really spending money? Well, we will find out on Friday morning because we will get the first quarter GDP report. A lot of other data out there, housing numbers, durable goods, some uh, reads into the business sector, and also heavy, extremely heavy earnings calendar this upcoming week. This is Money Beat from the Wall Street Journal. Now from our studios in New York, here are Paul Vigna and Stephen Grosser. Hello, everybody. If you have been listening to this podcast regularly, and I know that you have, you have heard us many times talk about the split between hard and soft data, between actual activity and sentiment. Well, this week, we will finally get an answer as to which one is more, which one has been coming in better. Welcome to your look at the week ahead. I'm Paul Vigna. I'm Steve Gross, and I thought you were actually going to go talk about how we constantly flub the fact that this is taped on Friday and not first thing Monday morning, because this actually has relevance today. I, I was not. I was hoping that the listeners would think we were up in the middle of the night. Oh, we always screwed up. Taping this. But know. that but that does have relevance today, because... Today meaning, now you're really messing for Monday, people up. Yeah. yeah. That we, we tape on Fridays because over the weekend, one of the biggest things for the market on you know on the calendar is the French election. Yes, it is, and we do not know the results, right. um, so we're going to be skipping over that. If you want a preview of the French well, election, we did a podcast on that on uh, and and that look, came out if, you, if you want the latest on the election on the French election, go to wsj.com, which we will be covering. Our colleagues in Europe will be covering it wall to wall. So if you want to know about the French election, you can get everything you need there. If you want to know about the rest of what is going on this week, stay with us right now. We have on the line Josh Mitchell, one of our reporters down in D.C. Josh, how are you? Great. All right. Great. Uh, so, look, w- w- the thing I had referenced at the very top was this whole hard, soft data split that's been going on for a long time. Uh, and it's, it's shown up in a lot of the surveys and GDP estimates. And, and I think that is going to be kind of the big angle going into what is the top story of the week, which is the GDP report on yeah. Friday. <clears throat> Uh, yes. So here and uh, here we will get our first glimpse of how the economy performed under President Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And economists are expecting a pretty bad report to come out on Friday. So we'll have to, again, see what he tweets or how he explains this. But uh, right. so uh, the expectation is 1.1 percent growth. That's mm-hmm. about half of uh, what the overall growth trend has been, this expansion. Right. It'll, it would be the slowest uh, since the first quarter of um, 2016 when it was 0.8 percent. Mm-hmm. Um However, uh, and reporters, we we say this all the time. Economists say this all the time. You know, you have to not just look at one quarter, but at the underlying trend. Uh, you know, these things go up and down. I think there were several, mm-hmm. probably temporary factors that happened in the first quarter that made this pretty weak. Even if you account for all that, it's a, it's going to be a pretty bad report in terms of how vigorous the economy is right now. Uh, consumers, I think the story will be consumers just did not spend a lot um, right. after adjusting for inflation uh, this this the first three months of the year. And that and that speaks to I think what Paul was talking about the difference between the hard data and the soft data because you look at like sentiment surveys. Consumer center uh, sentiment surveys, um, 
you know, people are bullish on the economy. They're hopeful. They're, but well, it is they're not saying they are. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're saying they're bullish, right. but they're not going out and spending um, as of yet. And that's the question. When is that going to, is that sentiment ever going to turn into actual opening up your wallets? Yeah. Yeah, and you know, some there has been some research to show that there is actually a split that people who are Republican, yeah, say the economy is going great, or at least they they feel like things are getting better. And then people who are on on the Democratic side, they right. they now think things are worse. Um, there was kind of like a flip after the election of Donald Trump. So it, it's very interesting that um, you know, increasingly, your view of the economy has a lot to do with what your p- political view is. Well, and you know, I mean. Okay, look. Say it comes in at one one, which is below the, the 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 trend, below what we've seen lately. It's also well below what the administration was touting, which they they were saying they're going to jack in growth up to you know three percent, maybe four uh, percent. We haven't seen anything like that yet. Well, to to be fair, and I think yeah, anyone, I was say. It, 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 this stuff does not happen in one quarter. Yeah. And um, you know, I mean. Um, you know, now Trump has he has taken credit for other things that happened, like, you know, you know, there was there was a job support that came out uh, a few days after he took office. And, you know, I think he took credit for that, um, even though, you know, it only reflected, you know, what happened several. He, he was only in office for several days right, of that right. month. Point being, um, yes, he wants 4% growth, 3% growth. That would be a lot stronger than what we've been seeing. Uh, but that takes a lot of time. Um, and he hasn't gotten a, a lot of his agenda in place. Oh, well, um, yeah. I mean, essentially none of his pro-growth yeah. policies, right. deregulation, tax reform, fiscal stimulus, none of that well, has and, and, taken and place. And that's the real thing, Josh. I mean, those haven't come in. Uh, the underlying trend is is still not very strong. So even if you kind of and this is kind of I wasn't trying to, to to jump on the administration. I was trying to try to just make the point that even if you look at this GDP GDP report and say yes, we expected it to be weak, and it came in weak. What can we expect in the next quarter and the quarters after that? What is the underlying trend? Well, the underlying trend is about two percent, two two percent growth. Uh, the Fed thinks things are very slowly, gradually getting better, although it does not think in the long term it's going to be much stronger than that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one issue to point out is the certainty that we have of Donald Trump being in office. And I think, you know, I have a coworker who wrote a story about this that, you know, it doesn't really matter who wins office that, you know, generally after the after a presidential election, just voters knowing who was going to be in office for the next four years, it sort of calms them down. Mm -hmm. Um, So even if Clinton had one, you know, there they would probably have been a pickup in in confidence. Um, now that you have all of, you know the nastiness sure. of the election behind you and the uncertainty, um, and also you know if you look at last year, there were like all of these uh, fears about what would happen if Brexit happened and what would happen if Trump was elected, and there were these fears that the stock market would plunge and you know the economy might be plunged into a recession, and that didn't happen. And I think you know people are probably learning to take more of these things in stride. We don't have a big geopolitical crisis right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, you know, there are there is sort of rising tension, obviously, uh, you know, between the U.S. and North North Korea and uh, and Russia. But, you know, I, I think the waters are generally pretty calm right now. And, um, you know, and, and that and that probably is giving people more more confidence, just that there isn't really a crisis right now. Yeah. One of the things I just wanted to bring up, though, is the first quarter. 
you say, you know, this is below trend. However, this is sort of on trend with recent first quarters, actually a mm-hmm. little bit above recent first quarters. What's going on there? Why do yeah. we keep getting off to such a bad start on uh, the beginning of the year? It, it's funny because um, that's that's true. It's become it's become a trend that uh, we have an ugly winter. We stump the, the economy stumbles out of the gate and then it slowly picks back up. I think that there's been this uh, this skepticism of how the government, uh, first of all, how it adjusts for for the seasonal factors. Um, this data technically is adjusted to account for you know changes in the weather, um, but we uh, we have seen that even even when you adjust for that, there is there is still this trend of slower growth in the early part of the year. So I think that's one factor. But I think even if you account for that, um, it just it just looks like things slowed down this past quarter. And, um, you know, one one of the issues right now is that we do have higher inflation and that's and that's starting to eat up the gains in people's paychecks. So I think that's probably starting to take an effect. If you're paying more at the grocery store, paying more, mm-hmm. you know, for whatever, mm-hmm. you have less money to spend throughout the, the economy. Um, uh, so that's that's probably uh, one factor there. You know, it's funny because I was talking with an economist, and they were saying, "Well, it was it was warm this this quarter, and that probably accounted for a lot of the slower growth." And I thought to myself, "Wait, wait right. a minute! When it's when it's cold, I thought that's supposed to slow growth." And that was kind of the excuse of a few years ago when we yeah. had a bad cold winter. Yes. It was like, "Well, it's because of the cold weather, and now now it's because of the warm weather." Um, point Makes being, he was yeah. <laughs> right. There's right. Like, yeah. the weather is always the excuse. Right. Um, you know, but the idea is that you know if people were spending less on heating, you know, then that might show up in lower consumer spending numbers with this GDP report. Mm-hmm. But even if you account for that, uh, yeah, that, it wasn't that, that have, warm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it was but, still but the winter. Well, yeah, and 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 the thing I said was, yeah, but isn't that offset by people going outside and going to the coffee house and right. going to the clothing store and, you know, I mean, in general, if it's warmer out, you like to go outside and and shop and do, around. Right. Spend some and you also saw the warmer weather, like you know, would be a boost for like the construction and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You'd think exactly. it would sort of wash out. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, uh, Josh, what else is on the calendar? What are the <laughs> so we have things? several housing data points mm-hmm. uh, coming out. Um, New home sales and pending home sales. Uh, this past week, we we got some good news on the housing front, where uh, existing home sales—that's the—that's the big report that comes out every month. That's about two thirds um, of the housing market, right, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, um, I might be. I it, it's, it's, it's actually more. It's actually yeah. more. I think it's about ninety percent. Oh the wow! Yeah. Wow. Um, and so that that came in like at the highest level in more than 10 years, um, which is interesting because I mean mortgage rates I think they've gone a little bit back down, but they're still they're still higher from last year. Right. Um, so and and we saw strong price growth too. I mean it's just it's it's I'm curious as to how long this can <laughs> last. We're seeing prices continue to rise. We're seeing mortgage rates rise, and people are still buying. I mean, um, but yeah, I was just going to say, you know, it, it's interesting. Everyone, it's sort of like, you know, we watch the bond market and everyone's been calling it death to the bond right. market. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're still, you know, in this like new normal state. Exactly. Um, you know, yes, they are higher than they were before the election, but rates are still historically low and they've been pulling yeah. back lately. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, and it might be a case where uh you know, when when there's an indication that rates are going to rise, people try to lock in the lower exactly. rates, you know, and so so maybe we saw some of that, you know, this past month, but but still 
uh, it's still pretty impressive. So yeah, we'll we'll get new home sales data. I mean, it's one of those things I I don't want to like outright dismiss any economic report. I cover the economy. I write about this da- this data, but this is such a small sampling size that um, you know there's this expectation that uh, new home sales dipped, but you know really you have to kind of look at the underlying trend here, and and I think you know we're still going to see some pretty pretty steady growth overall for new home sales, um, at least in the short term. And then we have pending home sales, and that's kind of like an early peak where, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, th- those are contracts that were signed. Um, and so we'll, we'll get a sense of uh, how sales are going this month. All right. And you get two of Paul's favorite ones. You do get some. some that the I Chicago love. Fed National Activity yeah. uh, Index and Durable Goods. And, uh, and on that first one, I might be one of the only people who pay attention to that. But I just, I think, do you follow that one at all, Josh? I, I must admit, I don't really follow that one. Yeah, nobody really follows it. But well, I why, think it's why interesting. Why do you follow it? What's the. Uh... Well, I think it gives, it, it, what it does is it takes, uh, so Chicago Fed puts this out every month, and they take 85 different indicators you know, mash them together, they have an equation, and they, they produce a number that gives an indication of how much above or below the economy is, how much above or below trend the economy is growing. Mm-hmm. So zero means it's growing right at trend. Above or below is obviously above or below. And uh, if it reaches certain thresholds, it says it shows that it's going sort of significantly above or below, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's really been kind of bouncing right around zero for a long time, which which, if you're paying attention, all it, all it tells you is that the economy is kind of trudging, trudging along. But if you're one of these people that have been saying, oh, well, things are about to get really good, this is telling you, no, they're not about to get really good. They're going to kind of be where they've been. So that's why I think it's important. That's why I think it helps. You know, it just kind of – it allows you to kind of – filter out a lot of the noise and the hype and kind of see what is really going on. So that's why I follow it. Yeah, and that's been the story of the economy for right. years. You exactly. Know, pe- people keep on thinking it's going to pick up, and you know, uh, and it, it, it still hasn't. Yeah, right. And durable goods are, are you know, obviously important because it's just a, it's an indication of, of business spending. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you- and business business investment. You know, we'll see that in GDP. Business investment right. appears to slowly be picking up. Um, it, you know, businesses have been very cautious about spending on equipment and building mm-hmm. new buildings. And but I think you know, with the turnaround in the oil sector, um, we're starting to see a pickup in business investment. And if and if that happens over the broader term, that'll be a really good sign. I mean, really, we need companies to invest more because that's you know when when we look at why we've been in this slow growth mode one of the reasons is our productivity is remains so sluggish and Mm -hmm. um and you know there there we are not going to get a productivity number this week but it's stuff like this that tells us why productivity is slow if businesses are not investing then they're not becoming more efficient and um and that affects our overall long-term growth trend and this uh, you know what's interesting is paul has his things and i have mine one of the things I've been talking about lately on this podcast is just sort of the uncertainty around a lot of these policies coming out of Washington, you know, when they're going to pass, what form they're going to take, if it's going to be this year, next year, and how that impacts business decisions and whether that uncertainty is going to cause a lot of businesses, you know, as the year yeah. goes on to start holding back because they they can't make big decisions on big investments um, until they know what the you know what their regulatory uh, you know lo- outlook looks like, or you know how much they're going to have to t- spend on healthcare, or how much they're going to you know what their tax uh, you know how much well, they're going to be you know, spending on taxes. I, I, and- I would bet a lot of them are already starting to make their plans for the next fiscal year, and you know like 
they're already thinking about what 2018 spending is going to look like, and they have no idea how much help they're going to get from Washington. Yeah, I will say this, though. You know, I will say this, though. I think in this environment, yeah, first of all, I think there's always uncertainty, especially with Congress. So I know know companies point, you know, always cite that as a reason. But, like, I don't think there's ever a time of, of... where they're certain what's going to happen with Congress. But that being said, I, you know, my hunch is, and I've never run a business, is that businesses, yeah, they're uncertain about what will happen next year, but the risk is on the upside. You know, if they have a GOP-controlled Congress, if they have a president who constantly talks about helping businesses, even though some of the things obviously would hurt some businesses that he's that he's proposed, um, in general, you have what is perceived as a business-friendly climate uh, in Washington right now, Trump constantly talks about deregulation. He's actually made some moves um, on some fronts to deregulate. So I think even if you don't know what policy or what taxes are going to be next year, what policies are going to be in place, what rulemakings are going to come out, my sense is businesses see thing the risk as being on the on the upside for them that that if if there is a change it's probably going to be better for them than good at least that's that's what they perceive yeah. and that's what it seems like the stock market is interpreting or was interpreting was well, interpreting. Yeah. yeah no but that's well, a very it's still, it's still a lot higher from, yeah. yeah but that's a fair thing. point right all right uh we're gonna leave it there josh we're gonna let you go thank you for helping us out as always thank you yeah and listen don't go away folks quick message when we come back The other big thing going on next week, it is still earnings season. If only life had a remote control, you could pause or rewind. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but prediabetes does. Take the one-minute risk test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. Now you can enjoy podcasts from the Wall Street Journal on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and the Google Play Music app, WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Money Beat. We are looking at the week ahead. And, you know, look, just a reminder, if you like what you're hearing from us, you like uh, the Wall Street Journal podcasts, you can find us and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, your Google Play Music app. If you have an Amazon Echo or Amazon Tap, you can make our shows part of your flash briefing. We are basically everywhere where you can find finer podcasts. So do yourselves a favor and subscribe. Talking about, uh, we had GDP, the French election, all kinds of stuff going on, Grocer. It is also an extremely heavy earnings calendar. This is the the heat. This is a This is the middle. Right. Uh, in terms of the number of companies reporting, and also the size of the companies, the size of the companies, the, size of the, the, companies, companies. the blue chips, right? Uh, this is a. I mean, we got a week. few of them this week. Yes, but you know, for the most part, this is when a lot of the real the yeah. giants are coming out and yeah. reporting. Um, I mean, just like right off the bat, you have on Monday, you have Halliburton, you know, Tuesdays, Caterpillar, Coca Cola, Dupont, Eli Lilly, Lockheed Martin, McDonald's, right? Um, and that's not including 3M or Capital One. And then you have uh, Wednesday, Boeing, General Dynamics, mm-hmm. uh, Pepsi, Procter Gamble, United Technologies. Right. But you know what day I'm looking forward to the most? You know what day. What day? Thursday. Thursday, huh? Why Thursday? Because you know what? I, I, I have to say, you know, the tech industry, the tech sector is fun. And when, they, when the big tech companies report, that really feels like, you know, they usually have big swings in their stocks. Um, and they are now the biggest companies uh, uh, in the in the index. Yeah. And you have Alphabet, Amazon, 
Microsoft, mm-hmm. Intel, right. all on Thursday. All on I think Thursday. It, I think it's going to you know it's it's going to be a a packed after the bell on Thursday. Yeah, I mean when you look at these these names throughout the week too. I mean, you get you're going to get some excellent reads into the state of the consumer, into the state of industry, into the state of tech. I mean, these are big companies that their results show you which way the trends are going. So there's going to be a lot, a lot to unpack next week. The other one I think is interesting, I think you passed over on Wednesday, is Twitter. Well, no, I was, I was saving Twitter. Oh, you were saving Twitter? Yes, I was All saving right, Twitter. I'm sorry. I don't mean to. Well, then let's go back no, to no, te- you know, no, no, it's just, I, I, we can talk about Twitter. I mean, I think Twitter's a fascinating earnings case. I mean, has there been a company that is so much in everyone's minds? I mean, it's part of the lexicon. You know, our president constantly right. uses it to communicate right. um, at all hours. Um, and yet, this company has struggled. It has not been able – it has had CEO after CEO or CEO and has not been able to write the ship. Um, it has not been able to grow users at the rate it no. needs to. Um, has not turned a profit on a gap base, on yeah. a, a standard accounting it, basis. It, it, it tried to sell itself. That you know yeah. uh, fell apart. Um, so uh, it's a fascinating you know company to watch. Yeah. Um, for all those reasons, and so you know, it might not be the biggest company, might not be the most important company, but you know, we all use it a lot. Right. Um, right. It, uh, you know, our president uses it a right. lot. I mean, it is. Really, part of the pop culture. Yeah, and in terms of a, just a, a, a literally in terms of just being a story and a business story. No, exactly, it, it's, it's a great story. A, it's incredibly fascinating. You know, I, I also I also recommend you know uh, reading Hatching Twitter, which is about. You know, I read that book, book, and I yeah, the, yeah, it's a great book. Yeah, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, no, it was and, really good. We should we should maybe make it part of the book. That club. should be a book club. Yeah, there um, you go. But it, you know, it 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 really. You read that, and then you watch Twitter's, you know, earnings calls and how right. it, and it, it all just comes together. And the together. revolving door CEOs. Yeah. You know, the, you mentioned it, Microsoft, too. Go back to Thursday. Uh, another really interesting story, because since the CEO, now he's not so new anymore, but no. Satya Nadella, since he has come on board, that is a really fascinating example of a gigantic company that was basically dead for a year, a decade Went nowhere yeah, for went, a decade. Went nowhere. No, went nowhere. And has really turned itself And also around. had some really pretty big tech flubs, too. Massive uh, tech. Yeah. Actually, every product was yeah. a flub. I mean, it was, it was, it was you know. Windows. This Vista, company Windows that 7, went from Windows, like. Every new iteration you talk about, of Windows. You talk about decades. Yeah. And, you know, in the 90s, it was scary and indomitable. Mm-hmm. It was this giant that was just, you know, beating everybody. And then. It became. It almost became this old stodgy company in the in the in the knots. You know, its stock didn't right, move. Right. You know, it tried to make you know the i the zoom um, or zoom is it zoom? Yeah, yeah. Remember yeah. the zoom? Hey, anyone out there? Remember anyone out there have a zoom? If you yeah. have a zoom, write to us podcast at dowjones.com. I want to hear from you. And 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 you know, and now it's back. I mean, it's it's not it, the zoom, but Microsoft. no, no, but Microsoft. They, yes. You know, it it is it's really it really is it's really really interesting and a story. lot of that is sort of the cloud uh, computing and right it's been on right that. they they jumped on it they got on it they have built a big business and you know the other ones out there Alphabet Amazon too I mean they have jumped into the cloud space Amazon Web Services is a gigantic profit center for that company now gigantic profit center for that company well it's now. interesting because Amazon was the company that never cared about earnings right right 
like we're going to grow, we're going to grab yeah. market share, we are going to spend. Problem is, this is too pro- this this is almost too profitable. Like you right. know, it's a, you know, like Amazon can't not be profitable yeah. now because of this business. Yeah. Um, but it'll be, it, and, and as I said, all these companies have big swing on their. You oftentimes have big swings in their stocks on that day, and it'll be interesting to watch that. We'll be doing our standard option stories, looking at what option traders are expecting in terms of the swing uh, before all of the big tech uh, earnings. So exciting week on the blog. Exciting week in earnings land. Exciting week in the world. Everybody, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. The Wall Street Journal. Listen ambitiously.